podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It is the Anfield Wrap, Neil Atkinson, John Gibbons, Melissa Reddy and Joel Richards. Uh, your last free show, Joel, uh, sorry it's this one, uh, you're still doing something else behind the paywall for us before you disappear off. Um, but you're looking forward to getting stuck in, is what you've been saying to me all day, Leicester City 3, Liverpool 1, hello darkness my old friend, um, Joel, Liverpool were awful. <sighs> They weren't just awful, they were abysmal, they were disgraceful, they were pathetic. Any words you could sum up last night, they, any of them would have applied to them. I mean, you know, went, went the games, John went the game as well. You know, just everything we talked about on the radio on Friday night was like, we can't give Leicester the first goal, we can't let them have the first 20 minutes and within 5-10 minutes, they have the first big tackle, they have the first big shot, they have the first bit of pressure. And it's set the tone in for the rest of the night. And once that first goal's in, first goal goes in, then you know what's going to happen. And it's been the most predictable results I've known for a long time. Melissa? Yeah, completely bankrupt performance from Liverpool in every department. Didn't show enough, didn't give enough, didn't try hard enough. Um, seemed second best to everything, lost their individual battles. There wasn't really a fight for the second ball because it was always Leicester's. Um, and we spoke about the game on, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday, we recorded a show. And what we spoke about after that um, announcement on Thursday evening of Ranieri sacking, I remember thinking to myself, everything we've said is now null and void because this is this takes on a different complexion because of the um, the reaction of everyone to the supposed revolt that Leicester's players had, you knew they had to come out and show a lot. They were going to make some big statements. Liverpool would have known that as well, and Klopp alluded to it in his press conference on the Friday. So you're expecting the first five or so minutes to be quite big, and I'm convinced that he thought his players would weather that initial onslaught because you know it's coming. They'd weather it and they'd be good enough to then go and assert and uh, oppose themselves on the game. Interestingly, after that first five minutes, there's a little spell of about four minutes where Liverpool get the ball, putting some good passes together and you're thinking, oh, okay, they've now got the idea. They've, they've let, that, uh, let Leicester have that early steam, but it, it just never went that way. They couldn't control the game at all and I think we've seen this before in in Jordan Henderson's absence they do struggle to know how to dominate the game when they've been given the ball without him um and yeah it was it was so abysmal but the only surprising thing was that Liverpool scored I was surprised that when they were 3-0 down they managed to get one back that was the only surprising thing I didn't think they'd score yeah it's a really good goal it's a really good goal, John. It, but it's in every phase of the game that they're dreadful. For instance, I think they're respect. We'll come on to talk about each phase, but they're especially dreadful. I think at three, at three one. You know, they they don't ch- they don't threaten the Leicester goal any one more time. They don't they don't make Leicester panic really. Even though the crowd was from the sound of things getting edgy, in every phase of the game, Liverpool were abject. They were they were more abject in in some phases than others. I think um, Leicester played really well. It's not. You know, it's it's sort of got to be remembered in the fact that you know it's going to be grouped with the other defeats like the Bournemouths and the Hulls, and it's a very different one. Uh, that's not to say it's not as disappointing, but you know this isn't um, a crap team sitting back, you know, um, eleven men behind the ball and, and kind of you know 
making most of the mistakes. They 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 were they were very they were very good Leicester, but we should we should be able to cope with it. Mel used the way of weathering the storm, and that's annoyed me about this Liverpool side for a while. Sound the team has a good ten minutes. Deal with it. You know what I mean? We had we had times when we were having pressure, but 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 you know their defenders by and large dealt with it. And when when they when they couldn't, the kind of keeper was there for them. And it feels like if you have a good ten minutes against Liverpool, you score. And that's been the case for too long, really. And you know, and the, the the goals are easy ones. It you just you know you're not really understanding how 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 someone's managing to find it so easy when we're finding it so difficult to create chances against other teams. You know, we are creating chances, but, you know, it seems to be a bit of a slog for us at the moment, whereas, you know, that first goal, it's just, it's so easy. And the one the one before that comes earlier that Vardy should score is just another, it's another punt down the middle that, we, you know, you just can't deal with. And it's just it's just really, really frustrating because we're given... We're giving cheap ones away. We're giving cheap goals away, cheap chances away, and then we're and then we're slogging at the other end. And it's just really hard to win enough football games if you if you're doing that. It's the same old thing as well, though, John. I mean, I've, quite a few away games now. We're hardly troubling the, the opposition keeper. Yeah. We're hardly peppering shots at them. There's not. There's not a spec apart. Well, in, in Hull, maybe there was a few chances that we had at Kupovic yeah. where you know you're making chances second half, but. Last night we hardly troubled Schmeichel. Mm. We're hardly giving them like reflex saves to make. We're hardly troubling their defence. I mean, Morgan and Hoof, you know, they're in the thirties for God's sake. They've yeah. been awful all season, and we didn't even run at them. There you was know. a couple of times they looked like they were there for the taking, and and we just picked the wrong ball or did the wrong switch or or delayed too long. There was a couple of times we actually got ourselves into really good positions, particularly Coutinho in the box. He's one on one. You think, oh great, he'll just sidestep, boom back of the net or, or as you say at least work the keeper and we just kind of stumbled over the ball I mean you know it, you, you can talk about the, the manager's approach people have been critical of the manager and, and I kind of understand why but I mean he can't have imagined this from five or play as badly as he did individually yeah they the- were all below par and so you know you can talk about I mean we can we can say well what have they been doing for 15 days because they look tired after a two-week break, and and they look, you know, so you can say, well, well, what have they been doing on this training camp? What are they preparing for? And that's what I'm I'm concerned about is that I feel like now we're in the home sprint bit, and you know, and we're and we're kind of, you know, we look we look like a team a team in August who's had a tough summer, but but they get a peak in three months. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? What I, well, you know, that's what it looks like to me. And and so I don't know what they've been doing. So so you can be critical of Klopp in that regard, in in lots of regards, really. But in in the in the thing where. He must be looking at his front five and go, I can't believe they're all playing so poorly. It was bang your head on the desk consistently decision-making. It yeah. It was so, so frustrating when you know they know it's the wrong. Don't take one more touch. Don't try and and create another yard where you, you can tell the defenders on coming, you're not going to get that yard. Just play it. You've got to pass open, play it. There were so many small infuriating things that just had a knock-on effect because mm. when your teammate is making poor decisions you're frustrated as well by that because you you know you can see what he should have done then you're making the poor decisions you're angering somebody else Klopp was absolutely livid on the touchline he, he you're right John I don't think he could understand why collectively and I know there's always a tendency to pick out individuals but collectively Liverpool were absolutely shambolic in in every sense in anticipation awareness in also game management you after the first few minutes you know less to what about uh, what they're about 
Leicester are showing you, okay, we're now going to do what made us successful last season. We're going to hit it iron ho- over. We're going to try and uh, use Jamie Vardy's pace to expose you. If you want to play a high line against us, you're going to have to be absolutely spot on at it or any sort of chink you give us, we're going to expose. You know they're going to look to profit off their long throw-ins and all these things are what they did and where they hurt Liverpool. And, you know, often enough, you prepare for these things, you know, you do all your opposition analysis, you know it's coming so the players have it in their heads. But then when you step on the pitch as well, you should be able to assess what's happening and read the game and understand the game and know where you've got to be better. But even that, there was just, there was nothing. There was no leadership. There was no one saying, hey, wake up. They're overrunning us here. There was just nothing. There was no no give in that game from Liverpool. They were so passive and reactive and it was incredibly disappointing. I'm sure we're going to come on to it as well, but, you know, it just shows you once again... Once one or two key players come out that side, the whole system's just in a mess. I mean, but he sticks with the system. He does stick with it. And fair play to him, you know, he's, he has changed it at half time. Well, he's changed at half time, but he, he sticks with it. What I'm saying is, he sticks with it for kickoff. You're saying fair play to him. There's an argument to say he's got enough information to say if one or two key players come out to this side, I've got problems, I've got holes, and he, he goes, no, we're going to stick with, we're going to play, we're going to play the four three three, but it's just as though as though Henderson's there. So it's for me, I'm wondering, is it fair play to him, or should he be going? Well, I've seen in the past if I don't have Henderson, this doesn't necessarily work. Do I need to make a couple of couple of decisions? I, what, what I mean by fair play is like you know he's a man who sticks by his principles. Yeah, yeah. But what I but but I agree with you. I mean, as soon as you put Emery Sean in midfield instead of John Henderson, surely there's got to be a man at tweak, whether it's four two three one or even you going four four two or whatever. I mean, I'm obviously I'm no tactical expert. That's why I'm not a football manager for fuck's sake. But you know, surely it's crying out there for something to change. And even having Lucas at centre half, I mean, after half time, you're seeing that his arse is getting run ragged by Vardy. I mean, I know Clavan's no better, but at least put in a proper centre half at centre back. Rather than sit, sit sticking out one of your, your most senior players, right? When we when we spoke to him in the summer, he said he said about you know that the systems and his approaches and his, his sides will always approach games the same way. They didn't last night, but that's a separate thing. But that you know we the systems will change, Melissa. Well, it hasn't. He's pretty much gone. This is this is going to always be my way home. This is always going to be my plan, and that strikes me as it's 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 becoming difficult to watch. Not because. Don't think I think that he's right to have his approach and his principles. But my point is, he himself said he's not wedded to one system. He's wedded to one approach, and I love the approach, and I'm right behind it. But then there is a time maybe to go. All right, maybe maybe for half an hour, or maybe for the game, or maybe for an hour tonight, we do do it this way. He did it at Old Trafford. It's my point. At Old Trafford, he starts a completely different system and then changes it on the hour mark. Last night, he doesn't do that without having his the the linchpin of being able to play three centre mids. Yeah, there's a big the system is wonderful when it has all its parts in it. And when all the players click, it's it's absolutely riveting to watch. It's wonderful. And there is no way we all sit here and, you know, I'm not just including us, I'm talking about, like, Liverpool fans who know when you don't have Jordan Henderson as your six and Emre Shan slotting in, that there is a massive change in how the role works because Emre cannot distribute as quickly. He doesn't tend to switch play as much. He has no, he doesn't scan, so he doesn't. Emre decides when he has the ball what he's going to do next. He doesn't know before he gets the ball what he needs to do. So there's all this delaying in decision making. He doesn't protect as well because he doesn't know what's around him. 
as well as he should know. So I wonder as well, we all think that, do you not think that the players also get that sense as well that it's not going to be the same, you know, without Henderson there as the six. It's not going to work the same. We've we've struggled when it's not gone that way. And I, there's, I think, aspects to this on various levels that, one, it affects players, I think, because if, if we can all see it, then surely they can. And management must know as well. So I agree that there needs to be some sort of shift to sort of mask the absences of key players when they are. Now, last night, Liverpool had that 16-day break, right? But the two main things happen at the very end of their break. So Jordan Henderson picks up the foot injury on Friday. So they've not worked for two weeks planning to play without Henderson, right? That happens on the Friday. And Ranieri gets sacked on the Thursday night. So they've planned, they've analyzed Leicester's last few games that they've been playing with Ranieri as manager. So those two things obviously have a massive shift in in what the approach needs to be. And that is absolutely zero excuse for... There's there's no excuse for the way Liverpool played. So, But taking all that into consideration, when you know that he's getting sacked, the players are... You know, there's this massive um, attention on the players. They need to prove a point. To then say, okay, Henderson's not playing. We're going to use Shan there. And we're going to have Lucas as a centre-back in a high line against a Jamie Vardy, who, by the way, is uh, enemy number one in this whole post-Ranieri phase. I think it... I, I don't know. It was absolute madness because you're leaving yourself. You've already what would not... What you have done, though? And I say that to Neil as well. Like, you know, we say change the system, but you've yeah. got to change it to something. And I, I don't think he's got... I don't think he's got massive options at centre-half. And that's his own yeah. choice. So, you know, we can say, say long-term blame and short-term blame, but I'm looking at that, and Vardy was exceptional, and I'm thinking, I wouldn't fancy Clavin there either, and I've seen Lovin get torn apart, even if he's yeah. fit. So you can say, well, we need better centre-halves, and I'm on board with that. But I just, I'm not seeing what his solutions are in terms of changing system, in terms of, you know, there's... I just think the players need to play better, or and if they can't, we need to get better ones. And I think I I, I didn't have any I, mean, I don't have any problem playing four three three and keep playing it because I think he wants that from free, from free on the pitch and all together and playing as a free. And I think that's why he's going to them there. And I think say if you change to a four two three one, then suddenly you're asking someone to play up front on their own. And I think that's dead hard for everyone in the Liverpool squad currently, because for various reasons. Yeah. And so I think I think um, and and I think I think. It, it affects those playing a little bit deeper as well, and, and we haven't really got anyone who's who's excelled as a number ten. And so I think, I think he's probably he's, he's weighing all these things up and thinking, well, what's what what you know, knowns and unknowns and all that. And he's thinking, well, if I put that from three up, I know that they can play well together. Yeah. And Lucas is just if Lucas was sat here, he was like, well, I was I was boss against Harry Kane last week, and you know he's a great striker. So, you know, it's 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 circumstance a lot of it and things like that. And, and I'm not sure in terms of I mean, there's, there's things he could have done like you know, gone in the market in January and and and, and done different things. But in terms of what he's got there, I'm not I'm not sure. In terms of team selection, there's much more that the Jurgen Klopp could have done in this game. I think I think Vardy's Vardy's causing havoc against whoever whoever we're, yeah. we're putting up against him, and, and I think. I, in terms of changing the system, it, it creates as many problems as it solves for me. Yeah, I agree with you in in the sense that there's not 
many options to choose from. And actually, I've said this as well, that I think whoever was playing centre-half would have struggled. But in saying that, I think the the issue comes where Leicester played on the fact that, uh, on Lucas's lack of place, uh, pace, basically. Yeah, they Vardy would have that. Yeah. yeah. And so, given the fact that you've already lost Henderson, you've already lost your key protection there, and you're playing that high line, and Lucas doesn't have pace. You're, it's it's um, an invitation, really, to Leicester to say, that's the area you need to work, that's where you need to go, and, you know, constantly hit at it. Now, absolutely agree that anyone struggles, but I think if... I, I, I really... And I know there'll be a reason, because, you know, Klopp knows better than all of us as to why Joe Gomez doesn't get a shout there, but at... You know, at least somebody who you know is going to match them for pace, or ma- he's he's going to be there. He's going to be around. Maybe still get a little bit bullied or whatever, but he's got he's not going to be chasing the game. And maybe he's he's still not sharp enough. Still, you know, physically not up to it yet. But it it just seems a little bit mad to I don't know play. Th- play in a way that exposes your your weaknesses so severely and and then just encourages the opposition which which what that that is and to, uh, absolutely every single one of those players yesterday should be performing you know levels above what yeah. they were which is you know if they do that if they play as they're expected to play then we have a completely different conversations today yeah. and we're not talking about the system and we're not talking about the absence of he- Henderson but we've seen so many times this season that everything has to sort of go well for Liverpool to be able to play that way this, just to come in on that John because you, you, you directed towards me as well that's almost part of my a reason to change it is they don't like they believed in it in Henderson's absence and they don't like they believed in each other right the way through the game <coughs> at different phases they didn't believe they knew what you we were doing now it's easy to say when I'm sitting here and a football manager's sitting and working with them, but maybe, just maybe, and I am choking to death because someone sprayed loads of that gear. That's Fibri's, by the way. Fibri's, by the way, yeah. That gear could have been anything there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there is there's a point to be made around give them something that says that's how we're going this is how we're going to deal with these problems today this is this is this is the way home during this game this is the plan this is what if you do this lads this will work for us and I'm looking at them and I just think that that I just think that they don't start well and that's a separate conversation the managers are frustrated they didn't start well well I'm frustrated they haven't started well all season Jurgen and I've not seen you doing anything about it um but and I'm you know I'm fine with the idea we play ourselves into a rhythm but it's some we've seen the value of starting well a couple of times and we see it all over the place and starting well was a big deal last night but I think that they don't start well and then they're all looking at each other a bit like, this isn't happening again, boys. This isn't happening again. We've seen it not happen when Mane's been missing. We've seen it happen when Henderson's been missing in the past or when he was away. Oh, it's just not happening. And, but, I, th- and I think that if they're able to go, the thing that they expect to see happen isn't going to happen because we've decided it's not going to happen. We're, we're in charge of our own. We're doing it a little bit differently today. We're playing, for instance, either Gomez at centre-half and sitting someone in front of him, or we're doing... You know what I mean? And and it's all with hindsight. Of course, it's with hindsight, and you can sound... I don't you think it's necessarily with hindsight. I just think it just... The more... When you actually... That all sounds boss, but when you actually think about what it is yeah. you're doing, then 
you you start getting problems with that, and then so you're talking about players having doubts. But you know, if you're if you if you're throwing Joe Gomez in and Joe Matip's like, well, I'm not sure about this fellow. You're throwing this kid in. I've, I've never yeah, played right. with him. You know, he's he's not. He's he, you know he he struggled a little bit since coming back, and you know, so, so there's doubts there. And and no, I'm know. not saying it's easy. I'm not saying it's easy at all. I'm not saying it's easy to be the Liverpool manager in this circumstance. I think I agree with Melissa when she points out that the two key things that have happened in the run up to the game are the Henderson injury yeah. and the Ranieri sack, and that's last week. But I'm saying that there's a fellow whose job it is is to is is to, is to deal with this stuff, and it isn't hard. It isn't easy. It's dead dead hard. And last night Liverpool, but the players on the pitch, the halftime change, the subsequent substitutions, every aspect of everything everyone's doing. I'll name the eleven on the pitch. I'll name the coaching staff. You know what I mean? I'm not I'm not letting anyone off the hook. Everyone's really really short of where they need to be. Really really short. And it's all interrelated, of course. It is Ronaldo plays better if Emre Chan plays better. Emre Chan plays better if he's got more confidence in what's going on behind him. Uh, the the goalkeeper actually is probably broadly speaking the, the least blame, but but doesn't fill everybody with confidence. There's knock on effects all over the place, but at some point because because it is interrelated it isn't that one player had a stinker it isn't that half of them had a stinker and half of them did alright and it just wasn't coming off it's a collective complete malaise in a game the sort of game where you've seen them have it's a repeat of previous malaises, previous shortcomings under slightly similar circumstances. I accept your point that Leicester are better than Hull. You're completely spot on about that, and Leicester played well last night. But full stop, everybody, everybody on that bus who's going home yesterday should be should be today spending some time looking at themselves and going, could we have done better there? Because the answer for me is for everybody, yeah, absolutely no yes. Yeah, and I think, I think you're spot on there, Neil, because even when we have played well this season and we've won games, it's been the collective, and like Klopp has been a big... You know, man is one is rightly. one monster is ev- everything. I'm rightly so, and that's why like we were rightly getting play- praised at the start of the season because it wasn't like we were relying on one player like we had in recent years, like say Suarez or Gerard or whatever. It was like everyone looking in. There was some players stealing the show every other game, but now now since the turn of the new year, I mean, what what does my head and even more with every passing week is how have we unravelled so much. I mean, I know there's all the factors, the injuries and all whatever, but it's just how how we've collapse so much to the point that now our season's just basically going to end up coasting nothing to nothing because depending on what happens up until the derby after that all these games might just mean nothing and we've had it time and time again over the past few years and I'm getting sick of it now any hopes? <laughs> can, yeah, can, no, anyone, can anyone give Joel the stroke? <laughs> no, not really. To be honest, I was on my way home last night. Just you know, it was and the, the traffic was awful. As Joel said, before, oh John, don't get me started on that stuff. And me. so you're just sitting there and you just think, well, you know, what are we doing? Like, and I put a thing on Twitter last night. You know, like, are we all just idiots? You know what I mean? Because like, you know, you you go into these awful places on a Monday night to, you know, to to to, to kind of witness what you you're witnessing and having to have less to. Leicester City fans crowing at you, and it it is it is frustrating at the moment, and you know there's there's no kind of quick fix to it. Unfortunately, there's no kind of great lads sat there, you know, being able to come back and, and kind of throw him in, and there's it's just it, it, he's gonna have a tough job, I think. Yeah, and getting them up for the rest of the year because they, that's what they look they look like to me, like a team who who was struggling for motivation a little bit as well. I think you know looking at it, you know. You know, you you wish we were like in the FA Cup at least or something mm. that they'd have something to to feel like they, they they've got to play for and and you know something something a, a distraction from the league or, or something you know to, to kind of to, to to want to aim for at the end of the year at the moment it feels like you know all the players are talking about top four but whether you know that's that's something that they can really kind of 
you know, get themselves going on. I, I don't know. It, do, it doesn't seem to me. They, they look like a team last night who, who, who kind of are just struggling for, for something to kind of focus their minds on, really. Well, the worst thing about that result last night now is that United, City and Arsenal have all got a game in hands. Yeah. And we've basically given them a we're handicap. Sick, we're basically, sick favourites now for the top four. Yeah, we've basically given them a handicap there. Yeah, lads. Yeah. Go and take your game in hand. I know, I know City have got to play United in their game in hand and all that, but... We've basically given them a handicap to go, yeah, go fight it out for yourselves. We'll be like, what, four points behind or whatever, you know, depending on what happens against Arsenal this weekend. And in a sense, now, even that game this Saturday becomes like a battle for fifth and sixth. That's just what it is at the minute because United could potentially go top four by the time we kick off on Saturday night. And then it's a case of, you know, how do you get yourself up for that? And then if we, even if we draw against Arsenal, you know, you're going into the Burnley game then thinking, well, a few of them are in the FA Cup. Whereas worse could happen with Bernie and just thinking, well, even if we win, it doesn't even matter. Like you're gonna, you're, you start to get in that mindset where no matter what we could do, it's just not going to be enough that we've given ourselves too much work to do and we fell that far behind that we're just going to become also runs again. Klopp last night said that the most infuriating thing about this is you know what Liverpool are capable of. We've all seen what Liverpool are capable of. Everyone witnessed the first half of the season. And yet, they can be so weak and timid and completely lose it in, in those sort of games. And I think mentality, Gibbo mentions, is a huge, huge element of this. And a few weeks ago, I'd written an article saying that I, I think once Liverpool realised the title is Chelsea's, their heads went a bit. And, you know, they'll be... Players may say, oh, we never thought we were in the title mix at all. But being at Melwood in October, September, October, November, there was a genuine, there was a confidence. There was this air about them that, that said, you know what, we're good. We know we're good. We're definitely in with the title shot this season. And I think then December comes around. Obviously, Coutinho gets injured. It becomes harder for them to to gain any sort of, you know, momentum or to repeat their early season shimmer. Uh, Lelana's out for the same time. Then Henderson's healed injury, the, the misery of January. And they've gone to they've gone from a, a mental point of view where there were title challenges to now, like we say, you know, scrapping for a top four spot. And... It's very, it's a very different um, sort of thing to, you know, to get up for. Like when you're in the title, you, you know, there's there's not much motivation needed. You you yeah. know what's required they, of you. They you're... beat Spurs last weekend and they made it look easy. Yeah, but sorry, before but a couple of weekends ago, yeah, they made it look yeah. Easy. And that was them. You know, they've had this big team meeting. Clear the air. We've got to go and put in a massive yeah. uh, show of authority. We've got to remind everyone what we're capable of. We've got to show ourselves. They go and do that. And you know what's interesting for me? So if you look at the defeats, there was a 11-game gap, if I'm remembering cor- correctly, between um, Burnley to Bournemouth, 11, 11 league games. Then seven league games between the Bournemouth, Swansea. And now we've had this Jekyll and Hyde of very good performance, absolutely abysmal performance. Very good performance, absolutely abysmal performance. And there is, it's it won't just be a 
physical and tactical issue to negate the mentality aspect of it would be myopic because it is it does play a role and even when just when looking at that game or sitting in the press box yesterday and watching things unfold they would Liverpool were allowing everything to happen everything was just occurring around them and there was no point where they barely win the ball like back the first half. They barely win the ball back first half. They barely win the ball back on open play first half. And they, they get it back from goal kicks and things, but they literally barely the, the stats on the ball recoveries are through the floor. First half, they barely win a tackle, and make an interception. And bar two players, it's the same group that opposition managers were were dreading. When I say dreading, I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. Go and listen to those press conferences back and stuff that. Listen to the players post match as well. The the opposition players, it was arduous having to to face this same Liverpool team. And the worst thing about it is, and it's not just in last night's game, but there's been quite a few games so on this run where you know if we can see the first goal, there's no spark or there's no like there's urgency to say right we we can still get back in this we can still win this and even arguably. In recent seasons gone by, it's just that, me- that that mentality we've all talked about. Is once that opening goal goes in last night, that's it. It's done. It's like basically the game. The game might as well have been done. We might as well have gone. Oh, we'll sack this off, lads. Get into half time. Just cut, sell the ref. We, we'll land the towel and now because it was it was just the, the way it all came about. And then you know, like you said about all the ball recoveries and the territory, whatever you want to look at. But that opening goal there just last night, it's just straight away. I could name four or five players whose heads went down. I agree with you, but then again, I'm looking at it and for instance, they play well against Chelsea after they go a goal down. They actually, the Swansea game, they're terrible. But they go from 2-0 down to 2-2. Now they, they then go 3-2 and they struggle again and they don't have that next kick on in them. But that, I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, looking at that, it, Hull, Hull away felt like, you know, when they've gone 1-0 down, it felt like they'd all looked at each other and went, well, we're never going to be able to sort this now. It's one of them. It's become one of them. And that's what I'm saying before, what I'm saying about that. They keep looking at each other and almost going, oh, it's this again, is it? It's you again, is it? It's, we're all here again, are we? And that's... I think they had to go... I think they had to go 2-0. I thought they had to go 1-0. I thought they had to go every time and... I just don't think they've quite got the confidence. In. I think it's more of a confidence issue than, than a thing. I think I thought we actually we were going to get a goal before half time. Um, I think I think we're all right at two 0 Yeah, I think I think we we, we do kind oh, of do nice. that. It's just I think it was just mainly a quality issue, and I think you know go back to what I said before, before about the, the from five. You know, they're just they're just <laughs> tripping over the ball, and you think, well, you know, is that a is that a is that approach? Is that confidence? Is that systems, or is it just? A group just of lads just of playing really, really badly, and I think like although you know we're right to focus on the other things, I think you know there's just there's just there's just quite a lot of bad play, bad decision making, you know, bad touches in key moments, um, and just and just I, th- I think a bit of bit of lack of confidence as well. What annoys me between one and soon, all right, we had the ball a bit, but one player in particular, Klein, and even during the second half. Is crossing sometimes is atrocious and like you know nowhere like a lot of players like if we're clan like generally I used to think yeah he's a bit he's he's okay he's a six seven out of ten every game and and six seven out of the team do, does yeah when you're winning games but last night crossing's just abysmal at times and like I mean I know it won't happen but that was a good argument last night for me to start Alexander Arnold in I know he's not going to do it but that a bit if that you know that for me is is a, is a decision that I'd make just based on that and other performances in recent weeks. Like I'd, if no fouls clock, but obviously I'm not so. And then even even between two after two 0 it's like yeah we've got the ball and we're moving it towards the box, but we're not having any chances. We're not put we're not getting the crossing, and it takes what Burns to come on in the second half to actually put some some okay crosses in. All right, they didn't come to anything, 
but at least they put a couple of good crosses in. What's the point? Because they've got Huth and Morgan and they're just going to eat them up. I mean, that's my thing on it. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm going, well, you know, sounds all the best there, lads. I mean, I think Liverpool 3 1 are absolutely awful. I think that they get 3 1, that they get the goal, and it's a good ball, it's a good goal, it's a good move. You know, they knock it around quite nicely. And uh, it's a good finish from Coutinho when he needed that. And if there's one positive to take from the night, it's that Coutinho's now got himself back on the score sheet because it'd been so long since his previous goal. But he's got that one. Um, and then I'm thinking, I'm at least thinking, let's have 3 2 here and let's, let's rattle them. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm at least thinking, let's just, let's just make it a bit hard for them. And there's nothing. It's it's it couldn't I couldn't believe how easy it was for Huth and Morgan who've been dreadful. That there's there's no point where they're looking at each other going, Oh no, you know, here it comes. They don't even you know, they don't even get that for fact. there's not not even a five minute period where it's oh, you know, there's there's last stitch tackles going in, there's lads overextending themselves, there's you know, you've got to get to, you, there's, there's 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 a great save. There's none of that. There's absolutely none of it. And for me that's almost, you know, the the biggest kick in the Kicking the teeth about the whole performance really is that you know there's so many little bits where you where they've done your head in, but then you've got three one lads, you've got three one. This st- and again I agree with John that they're not a, that they're a better side, a far better side in the league position, but they were down there for a reason. So their heads begin to go. So I want to you think, and Liverpool do none of that. They do Lucas should bury that header, and I think that's one where if that goes in, then you know who knows type thing. He he, he, he should score it. I think, and that comes from across. I, I'm not. I've, I've seen a lot of people say we cross too much and stuff and get a lot of attention. Um, I think it's. I've, I think it's as much a quality issue as anything else. I think there was time where there was a man over and we just didn't hit them, and you can see that. You know, we, we you know, maybe in the ground a bit more. I don't know, but there was times where you know someone would get ahead of the fullback and behind the centre half, you just you just think it over his head, and we were just. It, it, it was as much an execution problem, I think, than, than than a tactical problem. You know, sometimes you you know the the defense is completely set and they've they've got eight men in the box and you someone just slings a, a pointless yeah. one in and that is stupid and that's annoying. But I, I, I'm not. They're the ones an, that annoy me. Yeah, I'm not kind of anti-crossing per se because, and I just think, um, you know, we just need to be a bit smarter about it and say, well, what is it we're trying to achieve rather than just think, well, I've run out of ideas there. And, and sometimes it does feel like the run out of ideas one, but sometimes it was just a, a kind of an execution thing. And we did, we did kind of create some, some, some chances from crosses as well. I think a couple of times, you know, I said the Lucas one should do better. I thought one was going to drop for a Ouija towards the end as well. And it kind of just goes over him. And so, you know, I think, and it keeps them guessing as well, because I think sometimes we can have 10 minutes where we just play through the middle yeah. and that gets that easy. And I think I think you know we, we, we sometimes you watch us attack and it's all kind of it's all short passes through the middle and think what you're trying to do is really really hard you know and the more you do it the more everyone kind of gets onto it really and, and you know it's if it, if it touches them perfect even then then they're able to nick in and I think as much as you can use the kind of the width of the pitch the better really and kind of get people guessing about what you kind of do it's just but but it just all needs to be kind of more thought out and and more committed to really as well okay if you're gonna throw some crosses in then get more men in the box you know it's the kind of that simple sometimes it's it goes back to the point we made about the decision making and and how awful it was last night but when you when you then think about that when you step aside and you think these lads have spent you know two weeks basically working on the very decisions they need to be making in games they would have worked on you know their combination play having watched preseason and having seen the detail that goes into those sessions in terms of shape and and just absolutely everything it, it's just so mind-boggling that they can all be on such different wavelengths last night. 
I, I just don't know how it happens. There's something else as well, Mel, though, and again, I think this is partially where I want to talk about the trust thing from before. It's what I'm driving at, because what John said there has just struck a massive chord to, with me, is, is why is there so few men in the box that no one's taking a gamble? Yeah. I was watching them and I was going with someone, you know, and this is a 3-1, by the way. It's 3-1, yeah. for God's sake. It's just 3-1 now. That's what's happening. So will someone go and play up front? And not just one person, but two or three of you just want to go and say, you know what, we're going to we're going to just be here. We're not going to try and link this up. We're not going to try and link this up. We're not going to have a nice little touch or something like that. Just go and just just be in the box, be present for when if wherever the ball is, whether it's in wide areas, make them worry. And I couldn't. And again, this comes back to we always hark back to the Grujic goal in, in pre-season against I think it's Huddersfield when he's the sixth man arriving into the box and he's the one who puts it in the back of the net. And last night, I don't think there was a single time, bar in a set piece, where Liverpool had I think more than four men in yeah. the Leicester. City box. There was one quite early where Matip breaks Matip, and carries yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. I nearly score. He nearly yeah. gets on the end of that, yeah, doesn't it? And that's good, when I was stopped. Good defender from Morgan. It's a, and it's a really good move. Mm. And, you know, we, we, we play it into a nice area, you know. Well, is that a cross or is it a pass? You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. one of those really, isn't it? But, you know, it's... But it's a, and you and that's when I started thinking oh, we might we might we might be getting going here we might be getting going and I don't know how close that comes to the goal I I can't really recall but um you know but that's an example of, of them committing to it and it looking good yeah. you know there's just getting there's, into the byline yeah. pulling something back picking yeah. a man out knowing yeah. what you're about yeah and then it, it just doesn't happen that many and yeah. like, it's Matip who's there it's Matip who's basically centre forward yeah. he's yeah. in the centre forward position mm. and there's you know and that's my yeah, go for you first on this John and then back over to Mel you know that's my as you pointed it out the number of times seconds half I'm going well does someone just want it? You know, he's doing five minutes out on the left. Yeah. Uh, Firmino's dropping in. That's great, this lad, but someone's got to be in the box. Someone's got yeah. to go and do a little bit here. And that's I'm watching that and I'm just thinking, come on, boys, because you've seen them do it again. It's another thing you've seen them do it, and for whatever reason, yeah. whether it's trust, trust that it's going to come in, trust the delivery's going to be right, it's not there. Or trusting the teammates behind them. It could be sometimes as well, if I get in the box and we lose it, are, are those guys going to bail me out? I think there's elements yeah. of that, and it's all kind of doubt creeping in. But I think with... I think when Adam and Lallana as as the midfield two in the first half, at least obviously it changes can, can can be more aggressive because they just weren't interested in midfield play. Leicester, you know, they they were, they were obviously scrapping for second balls and things like that, but they were so direct with the passing that you know they're pretty much bypassing midfield really. And <laughs> yep. so you're thinking, well, well, you know, What's the point anyway, boys? yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're 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 tooling up for this midfield battle that doesn't exist. You know what I mean in terms of control of Great the points. game. Great points. And so. You know, it's just, it's just. I think, I think, I think they could, they can you know, take more, more of a, a risk there in terms of well, I, well, I'll just go and play with them lads then, and, and and kind of that didn't seem to happen really either, which, which is frustrating. I think it's, um, yeah, it's really annoying what we've said that they just allowed the game to happen. There's so many points and so many times where you think, just somebody, anybody, just take control and decide what you're going to do to circumvent what's happening, to change the course of this game, to put yourself in the ascendancy. But there was just no one. They were all just, everything was just going along. Even at 3-1 where you can force issues. and Unless they were tiring. The manager on 55 is doing the big, take deep breaths, boys, keep working, keep working. On 55. Absolutely, because they they were more intense than they have been all season in in, that opening stanza of play, and it did take a lot out of them. And, and you've got the ability, and you, when I listened back to Klopp's um, pre-match talk at Melwood, he was saying, don't let their confidence grow. Um, they're going to want to show things. It's our duty to stop them. It's our job to, to keep the crowd quiet if they do get loud. It's all... So 
you're at 3-1. You've now put them in a position where if you get another, they're going to start thinking, have, have we deceived ourselves here? You know, was that mm. as good as... Was that as good as it gets? Is is that our response? Well, and we everyone... had 27 minutes. We yeah, had 27 exactly, minutes. Exactly. But there was just no... that. John used the word commitment. There was no commitment and there was no conviction. And But also, so importantly, there was no one willing to go and take control. Yeah, and, and um, that, that's what annoyed me more than anything. You know, 27 minutes there to pull it back. I mean, if you're going to make it three-two, you ideally you want it between seventy and seventy-five. But and you're waiting, and it gets to seventy, seventy-five, and you're thinking, right, come on, hurry up now, and 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 they're getting forward a little bit, but not, but not with any conviction, not with any like purposely, and all that. What we've mentioned here about the men getting in the box. I mean, it's happened a few times in the in the in the recent months. You know, like black men getting forward, but we had pace there. We had genuine pace, and if we, and if we really are so fit, then why aren't we running at these thirty-something centre halves? Why aren't we putting them under pressure? Why aren't we getting the players who've absolutely ran the bollocks off for, for during that game in particular last night? You know the midfield there; they've they've all worked hard. I think Walton and Didi. You know why can't why aren't you getting at these lads and just and just using the one strength that they haven't got, which is your pace, your natural pace to get in from behind and to cut cut in, you know, from the wings and that, and 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 even looking at like. See the likes of Coutinho, Firmino, that one's such too many. Firmino in the second half, the heavy touch, that goes off his foot just as he's in a nice little position yeah. here to maybe take a shot. You know, it's all these little things that adds up and then it gets to the final 10 minutes and, and, and it's done. The game was done and it's just, it just peters out. I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't see the last five minutes because we got off and we were for, eight, for ages, we were like that, we wanted to get off and then it got, it, it sort of annoyed me that we even scored. Because I was happy just getting off on sixty. Because it was just I'd had enough. Like I mean, I know that sounds bad, you know, when all these players are fucking out, let's stay behind and that. But I just had enough because I knew what was coming, and a lot of fans knew what was coming as well, and and everyone just rightly, well, a lot of them just got off towards the end. This is a nightmare to get out of as well. Oh, it it, it was the day for Mel, and I felt it's just. So I'm so pleased I didn't go, you know. I know that's an awful thing to say, but I'm it's like all, right. all the way through. No, I, was, I, went, I went last season. I went last season and didn't get. It was an awful nightmare to get into with the traffic. Didn't get me tea. Was watching starving and Vardy blam that goal in on the 60th, oh, and right. I could have cried. And if I'd have been there last night, I'll be honest, lads. I'll be absolutely honest. There's every chance if I'd have been there last night, I'd have got off on 38 and I'd just gone for a curry. <laughs> I'd have just gone for a curry on 38. My highlight yesterday, right, was me and my mate took your advice. We got off it. We we left early. And we, we were there, there by four o'clock, so we had a lovely Nando's, and that was the highlight of the day. Maybe Fair place. My chicken fix, getting my chicken fix was the one. We've got a nice little setup around the ground, actually. There's this one bar doing like unlimited wings, like cheap pints, and you're like, this was by Anfield. Oh, I'd be laughing. <laughs> oh, we'd all be laughing. I don't think we'd leave yeah. the pub to go on the ground. We'd yeah, there. Yeah. 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 I was no honestly. I was watching it. So I was made up. I was watching it somewhere that actually supplied you with food last night. That was yeah. the one thing why I didn't even get off at forty five watching it in the pub. Uh, was there was there was a meal of food coming? No, I couldn't have. I'd have, I probably wouldn't be here now if I'd have gone last night. I'd have had a breakdown on the way home. <laughs> uh, I'm very very proud of everybody, well and everyone for making it back and doing this. The the last part of this then becomes the manager afterwards. You know, he's talked before. Melly's talked about. He's talked that people have got twelve month contracts. That that's the way he manages, and I think that's the way he manages in every sense. Like when people get frustrated, he doesn't do anything in January, and I'm you know I I understand why completely. But one of his things is 
the I've I've got my boys and these are my boys for twelve months. If you're telling me one of them's not good enough, I'll if he's worked for me, I'll defend him. That's his that's his the way in which he his philosophy almost for life, if you know what I mean. I think it's fair to say. But last night for the first time he's making dark noises about some hard decisions might have to be made. Some lads may well be, be in a funny position here when we're talking about the way in which he manages with twelve months contract. It was around this time last season it became clear, for instance, Jordan Ibe wasn't going to still be around. There's there's every chance there's a, there's a couple of hard decisions coming for a, for a couple of individuals here. Yeah, um, usually when Jürgen gets any sort of question to that effect, any sort of suggestion that maybe somebody wasn't good enough or he's had it in the past and his usual reaction is to come out straight away and bat it. Hit it out the park far, far away. But yesterday he stopped and he, even mid-answer... He paused, he said, you know, I, I want to say this correctly, I want to find the right words, and he made sure he was quite measured in what he was saying, but he basically said, we're all playing for our future, myself included. It's not the time for um, assess, like, you know, in-depth assessments and uh, decisive assessments, but essentially bad performances don't help anyone. And I think it was sort of a... It was... You can't hide from the fact that it's happening so often, this copy and paste sort of failings, that it's remiss of him not to make a point or to say or to to say that he's seen it, that he, you know, he's taken note of the fact that they can't handle this the same situation, but also importantly not absolving himself from any responsibility. Um and I do I, I think there's quite a few that will be in trouble you know, the the issue with Emery Shan at the moment, with him not signing the current terms on the table for his contract extension. I mean, you know, if they're not willing to up it by much or, or match what, what his um, camp are asking for, then where does that leave him? Because, you know, he's been given a few chances to show that he can be as, you know, effective in that midfield as Wijnaldum, Lallana and, and Henderson. And he's, if we're all being honest, he's not, he's, he, he doesn't suit the the fluid, fast, you know, give and go as much as the, the rest of them do. So, you know, there's question marks there. Uh, there's obviously, you're looking at Daniel Sturridge's situation and you're thinking, he's got to go somewhere where he's going to start every week, where, you know, they want to play with a, with a typical... He's not on the pitch last night, though, Mel. You know, I mean, if he's looking at last night... Yeah, it, yeah, but... I, I take the in general yeah, point. I do in, take in the in general In general, point. yeah. Um, from those on the pitch last night, obviously Lucas, given the fact that, you know, he's been so close to leaving, he's not going to get a game. He's only getting games at centre-half as well because, you know, of injuries and... Clavin had that virus, so he's had more time. Mm. He played well at Spurs, so he was given that bit of grace. Um, he, interestingly as well, I, I think on this centre-back issue, Lovren's missing a lot of games. You know, sometimes it's one or two here and there. Then there's these extended periods, and I don't think that's viable or... It doesn't work if you're trying to build a foundation there at the back to have one always missing. So, you know, that could be an issue. I'm sure it's a... Well, what I'm going to come on to is I'm sure it's a, 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 big, a debate for a big, a bigger debate for another time. But just quickly, 
if we finish, say, sixth, or even, God God forbid, seventh at the end of the season now, then what does it say about, not just Klopp in general, but, like, about everything that we've done? Because, I mean, does it mean, you know, have we made significant progress? You know, what does it entail for the future going forward? I mean, it, 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 it's all questions here at the moment that potentially it could well happen between now and the end of the season. You know, we touched on it earlier in the show, you know, about our season could could easily fizzle out after the Everton game, but... You know, it's all questions here that it's that that are getting thrown into the melting pot, and come the end of the season, it will be interesting to see what happens. Not only about like the debates on the manager, but also playing playing staff. You know, who we can attract, who 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 will stay, who will go. You know, at the minute, it's just all very well. You, you want to feel see? like a football club that's moving forward, don't you? The fans, yeah. you want the fans to feel like that. You want the players who are at the club to feel like that. Um, and you want a potential players to be thinking that as well, really. So even if they just missed out on the Champions League spots, but finished the se- season strongly, had a couple of notable wins, and were looking good, I think I think that that gives a different feeling going into the summer to everyone than mm. something that fizzles out. You know, as you say, last three four games. You know, there's obviously nothing really to play for. Suddenly, you're not seeing the stadiums for because they can't sell the corporate tickets because you know people aren't well. It's to spend three hundred pounds on a game that doesn't look too appealing, and so you know, and and that 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 makes people twitchy as well. You know, when you when you when you see grounds that aren't full, and so it's 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 all about well, a lot of it is about that feeling. I, I think going into the summer and that feeling that kind of we're all moving forward under this manager and under this project really, and and if there isn't, then stuff around the ownership starts coming up and say, well, we'll look at your league position since you've got here, and you know, you're the yeah. common denominator kind of thing, and 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 so I don't think. I don't think Jurgen will be too worried per himself if 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 this season ended up fizzling out because I think he'd think right I know exactly what I need to do here I don't so I and and you know people have talked about his first you know we, we forget it's his first full season because football feels like it's an eternity all the time but you know people talk about his first two seasons at Dortmund it was the third one and really kicked on so I don't think he'll be too worried but I think there might be a couple of players looking at the you know do you know what this might because the manager demands a lot of you. And the, the manager demanded a lot of you when things are going well, it's fine. But if they're not, then you're like, do you know what? Could we really bother with doing this mad summer again when we're doing 17 sessions a day and he's all sh- and everyone's shouting at me and then we come sixth again? Do you know what I mean? If yeah. you're say Phil Coutinho or whoever, you're you know that's that's kind of in the in the back of the mind. And and there was that ridiculous story over the over the weekend from Duncan Castles that the players are depressed. I mean, throwing word, the word depressed round like that, by the way, is a disgrace. Anyway, yeah, but, and I, I'm an advocate of that yeah. throwing throwing depressed and depression yeah. around like that. Yeah. Something that really no way yeah. gets on my nerves that big time, yeah. but that, that's yeah. it, that's an issue for another day. But it, it, it's, it's another show. Yeah. But um, but you know, so that, I mean, it's, it's stupid. But I'm but I'm sure I'm sure you know there's, it, it's bollocks anyway. But you know, it is. I think it is tough to. to you, in terms, you have got to get the players to buy into it and buy into these these things. If it's going to, he is a manager who has more of players, and they've got to see the kind of. Got to see the benefits. Yeah, they've got yeah. to see the deposit at the end of the rainbow. And if and if just if they're starting to doubt it, then then. Even if he doesn't, then he's got a few problems. Well, the big concern as well, just quickly as well, is um, that obviously, you know, since 2009, we've only finished in the top four once. So obviously, if we finish outside it again, obviously, what, what does that say about our standing as a club? And then over the weekends, of course, we've had United drawing level with us on Sophie's one. Again, it's sorted at the minute. Now it all feels like that our standing and our positioning, not just I this mean, country, but in the game overall, is like starting to be a bit 
what are we about anymore? You know, I'd take the general point, but I would quote Steve Graves in terms of the fact that you know they're not going to end fully tomorrow. So you know what I mean. We're not going to. They're not going to. They're not going to go. Well, now it's a draw between us and United, and I do think we should work in case things do go bad for Trump to get uh, Ferguson on record that we've actually won because it's more European cups and they count more. But if someone else can do that for me, that'd be great. Uh, I've got enough. Uh, we've got enough. We've all got enough on our plate. Just want to sum it up though, John, because you've you've made the, I'd say made the most, the strongest arguments in terms of the fact that. It's five lads up front, for instance, who've had a really bad game and we've been targeted by a good Leicester side. That, that's, I don't want to boil everything you've said down there into one sentence. You've said lots of interesting things. But there is a worry in general, both sort of psychologically, as a, as a supporter base, as a, <clears throat> a management team, a set of players, that you end up throwing the baby out with the bathwater on this in that those five players, when they all play well, They've looked absolute mustard at times this season. Do you know what I mean? That we can, yeah. if we're going to say that one of the major issues with last night is that those five players, and we can wonder if it's a collective reason or if it is just one of those aligning of the stars moments that those five players have been absolute shite, which they have. And I'd like to think that if any of them were sitting here right now, they'd say, "Yeah, it was, it was, sh- it was shite." When I couldn't, when, when we touched there, was you know what I mean? All and that. the fullbacks are no better. And the fullbacks so, are you know, a front seven. That's arguably. the front seven, arguably that we're saying that of. That you know, you you don't want to get into a. You know, it's a big game coming up against Arsenal. Then there's a home game against Burnley off the back of that. Yeah. Then there's a tough game away at Man City. But we, we we shouldn't show any fear going into those matches. You know, there's still a lot of home games to go. You don't want to be throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Is what I'm saying. No, does does look when we play badly. You know, you can you sometimes tempted to sell the, a lot of them, aren't you? They go, none of them are good enough. You hear that? I hated them all last night. Yeah, yeah but, I but did. you say like, well, none of these lads are good enough, and you're like, well, actually, if you put like a proper centre half next to Joe Matip, who's like. Who's quick and can add stuff? I mean, well, we're living the dream here, but you know what I mean. It's like if you can, if you can get that, and then, and then, and then suddenly you're adding one or two, then, then everyone else just picks up. Is it you said the knock-on effect? You know what I mean. And there was a lot of knock-on effect going. So, so I don't, I don't think we're in, we're in kind of dire straits. And like you say, if they've got a great game to get up for now. It's Arsenal, who you know, they're even more fragile than us in terms of you know, yeah. you know, in terms of. Just doing daft stuff, and and so you know you're looking at that. That's a great game to to, to get up for. That's a game they should get up for, and it's a game, Kylan game they've done well in this season. And then you should start to get your rhythm going. And I think this team's a lot of it's about rhythm. And I think people have have got obsessed with rest time. And I've, I've been listening to a lot of it on the on the radio recently, and people talking about it. And there's a lot of players saying like, "We I hated it." You know, there was Man United against Southampton. You know, everyone was saying, "Oh, Southampton have got this, um, you know, this big rest, isn't it great?" But you listen to footballers; they'll say, "Like, I'd rather have played three days before." And football, look, I'm not saying that sports science is rubbish and stuff like that. Footballers need protecting from themselves, basically, because they'll just want to play all the time. Mm. And that was one of the dead interesting things from the Lucas interview that we did last week was. when he got that bad in- injury against Chelsea um, in the in the, the League Cup game, he would say, basically, I should have put my hands up and said, I'm, I'm not ready, but but I always just want to play. And so, But you've got to remember that the, the players themselves always want to play. So we say, oh, we've got this big rest period. G- great. But the, but the, they, they looked rusty to me and they looked, they looked, they looked like they, 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 they hadn't played enough. And so I think... It's like being in limbo, I mean, yeah, psychologically yeah, exactly, in a sense as well. Exactly. So I think... So I think just trying to, if the team can get into a rhythm and the team can get into confidence and the team can get you know a bit of belief back for them for themselves, then I think I think we can have a good one between now and the end of the season because as you say we've got good footballers they've shown they're capable of doing it you know themselves and you know even if even if we do get kind of one or two injuries there's still kind of plenty of quality there so so there's ways of doing it and they they should want to respond if if they feel like they're they're playing for the futures 
so I'm not I'm not I'm not as despondent to think of if it if it, if it's a sound and and as you say you know you can't just say well let's abandon all this and start for something else because well we've tried that as well. Okay, go on. Oh, just the, the only one more thing is it's your floor before you get forever. United play United play in every three days. It doesn't seem to affect them one bit, and they've got it in a few weeks. Where they've got Chelsea on the Monday night, and then they've got a flight to Rostov on the Thursday. I think I'm right and saying, you know, so and that's why at the minute. You'd, you'd quite fancy them to end up just winning every cup and finishing in the top four because they are playing every other week and they're, they're moaning about it, but they're getting on with it and they're just winning games. So, you know, yeah. way to up the depression. Yeah, I'd rather be in their shoes. Okay, fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, huge thank you to Joel. Uh, it's been lovely having him on shows. He's going to be doing some more stuff on the player, the Anfield app to come forward slash subscribe. By the way, we're not t- we've not talked about the CEO because we don't know enough at this stage to talk about it collectively. Um, yeah, so- I don't want to call him a nice fella that he makes a show of me. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> be embarrassing for all of us. Be embarrassing for all of us. So thank you very much anyway to Joel, uh, uh, to John, and to Melissa. Hope you, insofar as you can, have enjoyed the Anfield app this week. Come on, Liverpool, get this sorted out. Sports Social Podcast Network.